0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good afternoon, good afternoon. It is the one and only NJ, and if you are hearing my voice, that means you are tuned in to the livest, the best, Radio show in the land on the internet. That's why it's the New Soul Cipher, brought to you by L dot com. We're gonna do things a little bit differently today. I know that with everything that's been going on, with the, in, just the many, many, many injustices we've been seeing in our in our community, in our country, uh, we're we're gonna change things up a little bit today. So we're gonna actually start what I like to call the conversation. Um, It's something that no one really likes to talk about necessarily. Sometimes we find ourselves in different situations where we find it hard to talk about. But right here, we're giving you an easy way to talk about it. So we want you guys to call in. We want you guys to be able to let us know how you're feeling If you're out there in the movements, if you're out there protesting, if you're out there trying to make a difference, we want to know that, too. We also want to know those opinions who don't necessarily favor what would be the, uh, quote-unquote, proper works or anything that you want to go about saying. So we want to hear from you guys, too. So, of course, we are going to bring you music. We got some new music for you today. Um, But, you know, the full focus of today's show is definitely to start, like I said, what I'd like to call the conversation. I think we're going to go ahead and just make that a hashtag. We're just going to hashtag the conversation um, for the new soul site. So once again, it's your girl, MJ. And uh, I'm looking for my my friend. I I don't know if I've seen him. Haven't heard the keys drop, you know. You know how we get down. He had the new soul cipher. T. Um, Mitch comes on in and kind of takes things over a little bit. But um, I haven't seen him, haven't heard him, so I've I'm going to go ahead and. I've,
1: I've, I've, I've been here the
0: whole time. Ah, okay. You were just sneaking around, huh? Real quiet, much. I wanted to let you
1: have control of the uh, control of the house for a little bit.
0: <laughs> it's awesome, guys It's awesome to be able to have control um,
1: yeah. I mean, you, you you opened the show You opened the show so well I don't see any reason to, to jump in and, and make my presence known Let you go ahead and <laughs> Set the mood you, know, you did a great job letting everybody know what we got Planned for them today. And I'm also tinkering In the background, I'm trying to get um, a couple of songs that we definitely want to get played today on air, um, loaded, because um, you know you always feel that there's a conspiracy, and now we got some music that we want y'all to listen to, gonna it's to be uplifting to your spirits, and I cannot get it loaded, so I'm working on that, and um, I just second everything that MJ just said, and we thought it was a great night tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So as she said, the number is three four seven two three seven five two one two. Chat room is also open. Um, feel free to call in and express how you guys are feeling. Um, you might as well not even waste any time. If you if you wouldn't mind while I'm still tinkering, just where were you? What are you feeling right now? What are you experiencing?
0: I was uh, I was at work, and um, I was at work, and of course, I knew what was going on. Um, I had seen it all over social media. I'm pretty sure, just like everyone else, you don't have to necessarily watch the news nowadays to find out what's really going on. Um, I mean, if you are in, or if you use any form of social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Vine, um, any of those social media outlets you know um you know you've seen uh, or you've heard of the the recent events that have taken place i don't even want to call them recent events they are what they are they are injustices that have been taking place um so that's what we, we're we're going to discuss obviously like i said i was at work and um Most of you don't know, uh, I am in the process of training for a new company and uh, I was in class and I was in a training class and it was my first time actually watching the video of the young man in his vehicle with his fiance and young child in the car and watching him bleed to death with no help with no one there. with It just, it seemed as if this couldn't be a reality, but yet it has become a reality. It has become something that shouldn't be normal, but it's now becoming something quote-unquote normal. And any time that we can just sit here and wrong or any type of injustice can become normal, there's something wrong, and it doesn't just start with what happened at the shooting. It doesn't just happen with what happened that day for the police or what happened that day when the when the gentleman and his fiance were pulled over. It doesn't just start there. it goes much much, much deeper than that um but i you know I don't normally come out and um voice anything via social media. Um, that doesn't mean that MJ doesn't stand for something. Uh if you go ahead on my page you'll see that I just posted about the show, of course, as I always do. And um if you don't if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so I just wanted to make that clear. So just because you guys don't see MJ's opinion, MJ has one. Um, I have a very strong opinion about it and you're gonna hear about it today. But like I said, I was at training class and I was deeply disturbed. I was deeply outraged. And that sparked the conversation in my training class where now what was so hard to talk about, that for some reason was the icebreaker. Such an unfortunate icebreaker, but that was the icebreaker. And um, it definitely allowed me to, to take a different look. I mean, I had different views because I have family who are in the law enforcement field. I have family who do protect and serve. I have friends who protect and serve, and they are a part of the African-American community. Um, Once again, like I said before, we want everyone to call in. So if you are a member of the law enforcement, I know I just kind of jumped over a little bit, but if you are a law enforcement member, um, call in. If you are in the military, call in. It does not make a difference. If you are protecting and serving us at home, and Abroad call-in because we want to hear what's going on. We want to hear what goes on in your mind. We want some actual, some real, real insight as to the training because this conversation is going to get way more into, not like I said, not what actually just happened, but we need to dig a little deeper. We need to know how are these cops being trained, how are these men and women who are protecting and serving us. Give us some hints about how you guys are being trained. Give us something to help us because cause we don't we're not going to understand you know sometimes we don't understand but if you can just call and educate us on what your training is i mean this conversation is about to get so deep i'm 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 a little all over because i'm there's so many different points that i want us to touch on and so you can hear my voice i'm getting very i'm very passionate about <laughs> these things and i'm i'm feeling a little uh emotional so um yeah I'm sorry, pretty much where you
1: at i'm I'm here yeah, Where are you? Just wait I'm just letting you um finish you know I was at work uh, I'm in d c so we um we got we got messages um, buildings were locked down um, because of uh, fear of a response. So, um, you know, you get on the internet to try to figure out what's going on. Um, I was late on Philando to Castile. I was still trying to figure out what happened to Old Sterling when that um, when news um, hit. And I'm the oldest of six. I have two younger brothers. Um, I myself have had run ins with the police. Um, so this always affects me. Um, I think my reaction is a little bit different than everyone else's um because i since I'm in law school i um, I see a different side of the law that um members of the community don't see and um shout out to everybody that's in the chat room everybody that's listening um but yeah, we see a different side, a different perspective, and you know we're taught to take all views and all accounts Um, into perspective when when drawing a conclusion. um, I have not been able to watch the videos in their entirety. Um, That's a a personal thing that I have not been able to do. Um, I want to do that so that I can have a better um, opinion, but um, personally, one of my initial reactions was I have to stay off social media. Because, um, as I've stated on this show before, I believe that social media is um, not being used for its potential. Um, It's not being used in a healthy um, way and or manner. I do believe that it's a great tool to express opinions. I also think that um, it allows messages to be sent and received to people all across the world. I do not believe that the correct messages are displayed, so the correct messages are not um, pushed and received to everyone. But more importantly, I believe that social media has given um, my generation in particular a crutch that makes them feel like if I post something on my social media then people see that I have done my due diligence, as a, a, a community activist, I've done my due diligence in the fight against injustice. And tomorrow, I can go back to putting up memes and I can go back to my regular life. So, my initial reaction and where I stand today, and why the decision was made rather quickly to call an audible, shout out to Sweet, um, and do the show this way, is because as I stated before, back when it was Tamir Rice, back when it was. Freddie great. Uh, when it was straight on, we have a responsibility as um, radio broadcasters as radio hosts as pseudo journalists to be the anchors be the anchormen for our community and it was time to be a part of that community and continue the conversation and have a, a definitely um continue the conversation so that what we want, a second what MJ said. This is, we are not taking a stance. We are not here to say all lives matter. We're not here to say black lives matter. We're not here to say blue lives matter. We want the conversation to continue. We want to hear every opinion that everybody has to say. All of them. Now granted, we will cut you short if you in or you have an opinion that is not productive or if you have an opinion that is not respectful but we feel that too often the conversation stops us on and so we want to make sure that we do our part you know, along with the processing, along with marching, along with sit-ins and boycotts but keeping the conversation going making sure that no one forgets because um, I stated on someone's Facebook yesterday, i um, starting to feel like it's 1959 and the 60s are right around the corner. And it's time for a movement. It's time to stop talking about it and hashtagging it, and posting it. It's time to do something. So shout out to everyone that I've seen using Facebook Live that have been out. I know I was on Capital Hill Thursday night and. And back out Friday night, which we will talk about each incident to make sure people have at least the the uncontroverted and undisputed facts for each incident. But uh, we definitely want an opinion. You know, shout out to Behind the Groove in the chat room. Um, Let me just read what's in here. Uh, We do understand and agree training differs from state to state. Uh, Behind the Groove has been in law enforcement for 19 and a half years. And um, believes, first off, all lives matter, and uh, praise for all the families involved in numerous incidents across the country. And uh, we definitely second that. And uh, they think that the media pushes an agenda that sells drama no matter what. Not going to second guess anyone's decision and play Monday morning quarterback. But it's definitely time for physical progression, is what I'm, I'm going to assume the rest comes in because this is still coming in. Big shout out to anyone That has an opinion uh, Physical change Okay whatever. It's training Or new law So Since that's there And again My um, apologies The music is just Not loading I'm going to continue To do what I can To get The music from this Great group um, The KO music That wanted us to play a song That was great for Everything that's going on Right now And keeping it If you want to call in The number again Is three four seven two three seven five two one two. 237 This is all We're talking all day today Um, and again we invite all opinions so you ready to get a little little specific MJ
0: (laughs) well let's see I feel like this is turning into an interview (laughs)
1: Uh, it's not that you know well I have family in the military Mm -hmm. I have family in law enforcement I have family that Mm -hmm. are attorneys and I myself and going with, and I have close family I don't know, I hate to just leave it like that because I don't want I don't want, I don't want other people to feel left out um, I have family that has been to law school I have friends that have been um, so're in law enforcement I have the, I have the utmost respect for law enforcement for a couple of reasons I believe that along with teachers they are the most underpaid and underappreciated people in this program. Night, we do a lot of things without thinking about it because we know whether we like them or not. Whether you have personal indifference with the police or not, you know they're there. So there's a, a level of comfort that, that comes mm-hmm. with living in our communities. there's go ahead.
0: Just to kind of interject, there's a level of comfort that's now being changed to a level of
1: fear. Um, so, so I, then I guess I my question to that you that is So my question to you is what, where, where do you think that, that That stems from Which to me sounds like We're immediately jumping into the, What we've been seeing on social media That there seems to be some, some people or there's a, there's a divide There seems to be a fence mm-hmm. Between all lives matter And black lives matter So let's just start there If you're comfortable with saying Where you fall And what, you, what you've been seeing Go go ahead you know i
0: don't have no problem doing it i i am i am a i'm a black lives matter person um because i think that once people realize that black lives matter we can all go ahead and just join in and say all lives matter i think that people don't understand or not understand i'm not going to say that i just think that uh when it comes to these type of injustices or let's just call it what it is, when it comes to racism, when it comes to racial profiling, no one ever really wants to separate the races. No one ever really wants to, you know, just, this is, you know, this is the fight that's going on right now. Everything, everyone wants to be so collected with all lives matter. But as long as we keep being collective about it, we're not collectively addressing the main issue for a specific community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like,
1: it it
0: would be almost as if, it would be almost as if when um, members of the LGBTQ community, when they were fighting to get their rights to marry, it would be almost as if it were like, well, everybody got rights to that. Like, not everybody, but, you know, if it were something along those lines of, well, we're not going to, we're just going to include everyone and not specifically talk about your specific situation. You can't do that. I just don't not, – I'm not going to say you can't do it, but, you know, I personally don't agree with it. I think that you need to address the root of the problem so that way once the root of the problem is addressed, then you can handle everything else. It's just like a body. If, if my arm isn't working, I can't say both arms matter if I got one arm working and the other one doesn't because I need to tend to the arm that's not working or in order for me to say all arms matter or both arms matter or both arms are working. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a body. And so I feel like we we kind of miss that we're not taking the conversation away and saying, oh, you know, just Black lives. No, but in this present moment, in this time, we see that no one is valuing our our lives, and to a point where we aren't really valuing our lives. But that's a whole different conversation towards the middle. That we're we're gonna get into that. But I just you know I I'm I'm so for. The conversation continuing. I'm so for people really opening their eyes and not just opening them now, but staying awake. Open your eyes. Stay awake. You know what I mean? Like if you like, it, it just. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm a Black Lives Matter, because once we start realizing that Black Lives Matter, we can all real, we can all come together and say, OK, all lives matter. I'm, I'm a feeling I'm a person who is you got to get to the root of the issue for something before you can go ahead and incorporate being its entirety. You can't just look at the big picture right now and not see the spec or not even the spec, but not see the gauging hole that is going to destroy the big picture if it is not handled.
1: Understood. Um, I agree with the, the overall point that you make. I will say this: I'm not on the fence. I'm, I'm not neutral. Um, I'm gonna say what I'm saying for a reason. I was in the beginning. I felt that. I think I had more of an issue with the um the movement itself than I had with either side's you know um, mission. I felt that at the time um, the Black Lives Matter movement um, was a little, like it, it started off for the right reasons and I felt somewhere along the line it got maybe it was different chapters but to behind the group's point the media was portraying it as radical we started seeing a more aggressive movement and then mm-hmm. so I was more on the side of uh, you know, all lives because at the end of the day we've always been pushing for equality um, I think I've moved now to understanding both sides. And I think that, and and I'm saying that, that doesn't mean I'm on the fence. Because I do believe that, if I agree with exactly what you said, I I think that all lives matter. I just think that right now, we need to focus on this set of lives. Because this is the set that seems to be being targeted right Mm -hmm. now, I think. If we can say one way and say, well, we know all lives matter, so black lives matter, we should be able to say it the other way. Black lives matter because all lives matter. So I don't Mm -hmm. think the same way I've seen posts that say you can be pro-black lives and that doesn't mean you're anti-police. You can be both. Mm -hmm. You can be against bad cops or untrained police officers and be a part of a movement that says stop killing Black. It can be both, and I think that it should be both. I don't think that I personally don't think it should be a fence between the two. I feel like the umbrella should be all lives, and then every piece of the umbrella that falls off should be black lives matter, white lives matter, Hispanic lives matter, because all of that falls under all. None of, none of us are any better than the other. I just think that to not specify that right now, the only one that seems to be being targeted is the one that we want. People to 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 acknowledge, and I think that's that's kind of where I stand right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm not on the fence, but has anyone seen my my post? I, I I don't think I posted anything that said you know I'm against all lives matter, but um I, I definitely put something on Facebook that was um that said um it was about Bob sitting at a table. And Mm -hmm. Bob didn't get a plate. Everybody gets a plate of food except Bob. And when Bob says, I want some food, or Bob deserves food, the response was, we all deserve food. And we all deserve food is a correct response. But it doesn't do anything to fix the fact that Bob does not have food. And I think saying that all lives matter is correct. It definitely is. And yes, the civil rights movement originally in the 60s was not about African Americans. It was about all minorities. So yes, I think the educated that are saying it understand. I think the problem comes in with the people that think that when you say Black Lives Matter, you are somehow saying the others don't. And I, I don't I don't believe that. Um, Sister Sweet in the chat room says, I believe that Black Lives Matter is a movement that brings attention to the plight of Black people in society. That marginalizes and dismisses our bodies and our lives. It's not saying that everyone doesn't matter, but everyone isn't living our truth. And that's what I, that's what I agree. I think the Black Lives Matter is shining a light. That I said this to MJ. I think I the really opposite to see you yesterday. I think everything that's going on right now is really forcing people to accept a reality that they were not ready to accept. That this is, These are not one-offs. It's not few and far between. It's not Spike Lee joint movies. This is really happening, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the last ninety-six hours is too too real to us and too new to the country. Because we can we we know a majority of those five hundred names. The mm-hmm. country is being introduced to this, and I personally don't think the like, the violence is not new, sweetheart. Cameras are, so now you're seeing it. And now because you're seeing it, you're hearing about it, but this is not new and whew, as we continue like I, I tend just going to get into a lot of other things I'm seeing a lot again numbers three four seven five three four seven two three seven five two one, two if you want to call in and just chat with us. um still trying to get music on here for you guys but to continue to to continue the conversation um let let's talk about the social media thing for a second. What are you seeing? What do you what do you think is going on with social media? With with, with the way that the movement has used social media and how, how the conversations have gone on timelines and social media today, more specifically, because this is something you and I debate about a lot. I have seen um, politicians, I've seen community activists their social media showed them out on the front lines. They're, they're leading protests, they're leading demonstrations, they're moving. I'm seeing Facebook lives, I'm seeing Snapchats, people out moving. When I look to the, the people that have the platform, I look to our celebrities, and I look to, you know, the rappers, the artists, the actresses, I'm, I'm seeing some type of response, but I'm not seeing anything physical. I'm seeing them physically go out and do anything. I'm seeing Instagram posts and some Facebook posts and some snaps here there. So outside Beyonce putting the names on the screen when she performed, I'm not seeing them actively out doing anything. So I think what I want to talk about right now in this moment, do you feel that a movement is actually coming? Do you feel that we're waiting on? a leader, we're waiting for the next Martin the next Malcolm, we're waiting for Jesse Williams to come give us another stirring speech you know, where are the celebrities and do you feel like their presence is is needed right now or is this something that the communities we as individuals need to pick up the torch pick up the mantle and just do it ourselves um
0: quite frankly I feel like um because they are celebrities, and uh, we've actually had this conversation with uh, one of the artists that was on the show recently. I want to say it's Aria that we had this conversation with. either it was Aria or it was Sky. but um, it's the, I think that the artists, because of their influence, I, you know I love the fact that you, you are doing important something. stands for something. But because you have the platform that you have, because you have the means that you have, you should be able to come out here and march with these communities. You should be able to let people know or let your followers know we don't we're not trying to be violent. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what what is that's exactly what, you know, we would be feeding into and what they, the quote unquote they would want us to feed into. We don't. I don't necessarily think we need another Malcolm or another Martin to, to rile us up because we're already riled up. I don't think we need Jesse to come back out and give us another stirring speech because if these videos are not stirring you up some way, somehow, I think you live under a rock. I think you need to get into reality and, and wake up that's That's just simple as that i i I love the fact that we are getting these speeches and we're getting these these things, but I think that one, the celebrities need to use their platform to to educate first and foremost to educate educate the people about what's going on because like you said, there are the, the, there are educated people out here protesting those who are uneducated. When I say uneducated, I don't mean. They didn't go to school or they didn't do whatever whatever. I mean, there are some people out there that do not look up the information about what's going on and go solely and purely based on what they see on social media. They go purely based on what they see in the media. And I'm, I'm encouraging everybody out there to fact check. Get, get your facts together. Fact check. Find out what you are really out there standing for. Like, find out what you're really out there saying. You know, no justice, no peace. For uh, get it, get that. You know, because we have many people who are educated, but then we have those who, you know, who lack that. So, first and foremost, when it comes to our celebrities and their 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 platforms, I think they need to educate. Yeah, of course. I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, social media posts from them, like Meek Minaj posted um, about. Um, this injustice he's even given a, a statement about what's happened to him being profiled or whatever and being charged and different things like that so he's given he's given his own you know his personalized statement but I like I said I think it first needs to start with education educate yourselves first of all or the, the artists need to educate their followers secondly I feel we are on the brink the brink of change the brink of not even change the brink of a revolution
1: Okay. we're, so we're before, here we're, I, I, I feel you on that before okay. I move any further um, I see somebody has joined us that everybody else is uh, going to be familiar with I believe that's what this number is go ahead and say hi
2: to everybody Happy Sunday in the summertime, New Soul Cipher.
0: <laughs> Happy some of Sunday you, in the summertime. <laughs> some,
2: some people are enjoying barbecues and pools and fun. We are here enjoying our Sunday on the New Soul Cipher.
1: So You know, we already
2: got started a little bit.
1: We're in the middle of the conversation, so just jump on in, man. Tell us, uh... You know, it's been, a, well, it's been a up and down 96 hours. We
2: started early today? What happened?
1: Well, you know, we normally start at 4 o'clock every week. We normally open with open the show with 30 minutes of music. But, you right, know, right, with right. everything that's going on, um, I call the Audible. And I think today should not be about promoting EPs or promoting albums and things of that nature, but just let's, let's continue the conversation. Let's talk about everything that's um going on and uh we've been uh discussing it a little bit so you know now that you've uh now that you've joined everybody go ahead and uh
2: what are your thoughts? It's been a rough ninety six hours. Uh yeah, it has. Um I mean it's bad but this stuff has been going on for centuries. I mean the only thing that's new to the situation is camera phones <laughs> these These things have always happened, and until something until you force change, they're always gonna happen unfortunately um, our people are have been treated this way for years. i don't the only surprising thing is that now we're we're seeing it, but it's always been going on, um, and it's going to continue until some sort of drastic change occurs. I'm not even sure what that is at this point because you've allowed it to go on for so long. How do you change it? You, you know they're gonna. You know no one's gonna be convicted.
1: So is that, but you, I'm not but sure is what that, the answer is that, but, Yeah, do you think like so? Anyway, MJ, that was a pretty much something I wanted to get into as well. Um, we can start throwing ideas around. I think the crux of a lot of the conversation, no matter where you fall on the all lives or black lives, what 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 what's next? Is is it protesting? Is it is it demonstrating? Is it is it boycotts? Is it legislation? You know, I I seem to fall on a, a, a different side myself. Is what I think. You know, the the big change. You know, the first step should be. So, what like? So, what what do you guys think? Like, what what if you if you got to if you were allowed to be in the room and you were in the brain trust? Okay, what are we going to do? But the first step it's fixing this issue? Well, what would you what would you want to see fixed first? Mm.
3: I'm
2: doing.
1: Oh, this is for me
0: first. Okay. Um, I didn't know we were going with the ladies first. Um, I think that, um, and this is something I haven't thought about, but I am now, being that the question was posed. I think that first, there needs to be some accountability.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that these officers need to be held accountable for what they are doing that's a first I think that um I think that training and what happens in training needs to be looked at further obviously things vary from state to state but as a country there needs to be some sort of baseline of what's being taught what's being trained um, but I think first and foremost. Accountability. I think that once accountability is is shown, then there can be some sort of other let's talk, you know, something else. But as long as as long as these officers aren't being held accountable, it's like, what's the point? What's the point in saying legislation needs to change? Is you're not going to hold the, the the cops accountable for what's going on with the current legislation? Who what, what's to say? You know, you know, you guys get what I mean? Like, what is the point in doing that? Or what's the point in You know, um, like, just just certain things. Personally, I think it's the accountability portion first.
1: That's what I think needs to happen. Thank you. You said that you're not sure what you think the next step should be.
2: Um, you know, protesting doesn't do anything. And I was actually going to use the exact word that she used in terms of accountability. And I think that's where it starts from. If I'm a police officer And Every time I'm looking on TV And a black man is is Shot and killed And those cops are getting off Then Why do I have to hesitate Anytime I feel the least Bit of anything I mean if you are In the profession of being a police officer Then You can't be afraid all the time If that's what you're going to hide behind I mean we had a We had a cop not too long ago That killed a black man in New York City Because he was in an apartment building And the guy was just walking Walking in the hallway And he got scared and just shot and killed him If you that scared You shouldn't be a police officer If I'm in a New York housing building I would be afraid I'm not a police officer Mm -hmm. So there's a difference um, That's where it starts if, you, if there's no consequence For these things Then there's going to be no end to them And that's what Black people are tired of seeing That no one is No one ever gets in trouble When these things happen And when that happens Despite protests That's when people get fed up And not everyone has the same mindset and the same limits and the same fears. So that's when things can go from bad to worse. You know, it's times like this that you kind of wish somebody like Malcolm X was still around. But he's not. So these things are continuing. I'm I'm not sure what the answer is, but I know that uh, something drastic Needs to occur.
0: Okay. I just want to jump in real quick, um, just to kind of go off of what you said. As a police officer, you can't be scared. I have a, I have a new friend who's a uh, an officer, and he's actually been an officer um, for about over two years now. And I, you know, I said to him, I was like, you know what, you know, be careful or whatever. And he said to me, he was like, he was like, I'm always careful. He said, but. I'm not walking out here being too cautious. I'm not walking out here being too, I'm not walking out here being scared. Because those are the ones who end up making some scared, quote unquote, decisions. And so I just, when I I thought about that and I was like, you know, he's absolutely correct. And then then with this conversation, you know, I I just wanted to share that with you. The officer understands that. I think other officers need to understand that.
1: You know. Well, here's here's what yeah. what I wanna here's what I wanna say because again, I think where I'm at now in life gives me a different perspective. Not that my perspective is correct, just a different one. Um, I think I agree with the both of you that accountability is is needed in in situations. I believe each situation is a case by case situation. As I stated a little bit earlier, um, I think personally, you know, I brought up police training, and I agree with a key thing that both of you you said. I think other people that we ask the question to would say that it probably starts in the community, which is why I think, and the next thing that we're going to talk about once I finish saying what I'm saying is the the, the difference between the police brutality and black-on-black violence because I'm hearing a lot of people say that it should start within the community because no one else will value black lives since we don't value black lives and I'll, I'll speak a little bit more about that in a second I personally think like I said I think police officers are undervalued and underappreciated I also believe that there's not enough money and budget to properly train police officers and I think My opinion is that a lot of the problem that we're seeing in our community is that too many untrained officers are being put in communities to protect and serve communities with inhabitants that they are afraid of for one reason or another, whether it's prejudice, racism, the media, whatever it is the right officers are not the ones responding to these calls. I would think that that's something that needs to be addressed first. I don't blame the officers because you know, I'm a little uneducated on this. I don't believe that they get to choose what precinct they start in or where they do their job.
0: I'm just going to so, comment for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, just really quick, because I know some. Like I, I've, I was, I'm a little too close to this stuff, information than I like to be. But I, I do know in the process, um, at least for where I live, um, they have officers mm-hmm. live in the and they do have officers live in the city Better, <laughs> the officers <laughs>
1: You going in and out there,
0: MJ? Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Um, I think that um, the officers, like I said, for mine or for my and of course, it's a for everyone else or wherever you live. Or, whatever, but I know that for my city, the officers here have lived here. You are from this city, or you live like you live outside the city now but you are from this city like you like it you you know like i have friends that i gone to elementary and high school with but are now officers so you know these cities you know your home that's what i like to that's what it should be the officers are from that city so it wouldn't matter what precinct you get put into because you are from that city so you know these streets. You know the type of people that are out here. You know where there's the high, you know, crime rate. You know where this is. The like I said, my, my guy friend who's an officer, he lives in his jurisdiction. He lives in his, in his district. He knows what goes on in his district. He's snitched. Some of the people that are out there doing those things, he's going to school with. So I think that um, I don't know how it is for anything else, but I do feel like that you need to, it don't matter what precinct you get put into. It starts with you being a resident of that city. I don't think that if I live in Searville that I should be applying for a position to be an officer in Jersey city. And I know nothing about that city because then it starts to just become a job.
1: Okay. Well, before I respond to that, let me get back to the chat room. Um, behind the groove, says, I don't believe that every police officer is cited. Nope, let me make sure I get this right because another message came in. I don't believe that every police officer watches TV and sees another official get off that he feels he can do whatever he wants. As with every job, there are bad apples. When a cop is cited for wrongdoing, it hits the media's front page. Um, I still believe training is the start. And the respective departments should hold the officer accountable. We go to work hoping to go home to give a bad... We go to work hoping to go home to our families, not knowing, like other careers. I also agree with the selective hiring of those officers. They need to mentally be equipped to deal with the citizens that they will will encounter. Some cities are begging for unqualified individuals to give a badge and gun to without considering their mentality towards race. And that's what, I think that's the point that I'm trying to get to. I think for every one of your friends, Miranda, there are five or six people who just got some type of degree from college. If They got a degree from college and they just joined the police academy because they, we need officers. And and I don't think that everyone who's in the police academy is saying, you know, I want to police my home I want to police this certain area. I think it's just more I just came out of the police academy, I need a job. Where are they hiring? And if they're hiring in this county out here, that's where the job but, but, is.
0: But that's what if I'm saying. If, I'm from, if I'm from Jersey
1: City but if I'm from Jersey City and they're not hiring in Jersey City, I can't just not have a job. So I you may don't end up the in Sarah
0: Like this is no you that's not how this goes. The police academy is specific to city. So if I live in Sayreville and I apply for a position in
2: but that just a New Jersey, Jersey
0: City, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's why I said I can only speak for what I know for mm-hmm. Jersey City because it's not okay. like someone from, like, for instance, you know, I've so I then, okay, involved so with someone. The,
1: I, let me jump in so it. So I Okay, if that's how it goes for Jersey City, then. then what's the response when it happens in Jersey City? what do you mean when, when, when these situations have happened in Jersey City if I'm not mistaken maybe a year or two ago wasn't there an issue in Jersey City where a young black man was shot and killed and so then some of the citizens responded and killed the, the son of the police chief or was a brand new mm-hmm. officer on the force
0: yes not that I'm pointing a, I'm pointing a finger no, 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 at Jersey no, no, no. City I that's just think
1: a, I don't, I don't, I don't think right. that any place has it correct. I think oh, no, that there are good cops but I think that there are more untrained and, and, and scared and as behind the groove just mentioned just, just they have a different mentality. They're not psych tested they're not they're not evaluated.
0: All I'm, all I'm, this is the only thing that I'm saying, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm only to speak of City because that's the only thing I know. I can't give an accountability for Newark. I can't give an accountability for the entire state. Um, like I said, I do know that when it comes to, like, in the situation that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure they, the officer was handled in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know how he was handled because I, you know, didn't thoroughly go into all of that. I do know that when it comes to officers, I, the 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 candidacy process, like I know that stuff because someone I used to, um, someone I was engaging with or someone I was, you know, with, they went through the process, you know, they went through the process and although it didn't pan out for them, you know, they've gone through it. So I know what the process is here. Does every, we obviously, we don't get it right. Obviously no one ever gets it right a hundred percent of the time because if they got it right a hundred percent of the time, this wouldn't be happening. That's the perfect world. That's we don't live in that. Um, but I do agree with what um, what is the man's name? I'm sorry from the, the, the chat behind, behind the groove. The I groove. definitely yeah, I definitely agree with behind the groove. They need the, the training. It's the the training. It's the the mental evaluation. Like they they're not looking at that. They're not looking at biases. Like I could take the test and lie on it and be like, oh, I'm not biased against a uh, Caucasian person. But if I'm biased against them, and you give me a badge and shield. I and I see them, and I'm given the opportunity, I'm going to out. That was just an example. I don't want anybody thinking that MJ is biased against anybody or any way, shape, or form trying to take anybody out. It was just an example.
1: So, so Q, you mentioned you know, a, a accountability. Um, to kind of segue to the point that I, I really want to get to, because the thing I'm seeing debated the most in our community do you do you Do you really believe that more convictions um, are going to effectuate the change that we want?
2: I believe it would. Um, once you start holding people accountable for their actions, then they have no choice. And as for the whole police training thing, I hear it. And I I understand, but if someone like me, who's a normal citizen knows that if I'm arresting someone and I have one of their hands under my knee and my fellow officer has the other hand, so the person has no hands and I'm still putting holes in their chest, if after police training you still think that that's okay to do, then more training won't make a difference. If you are shooting a man in the back that's running away from you, more training's not going to help that. If you are shooting a man through a window while there's a small child in the back seat after you've asked for his ID and then you shoot him in front of a child, more training doesn't help that. That's a level of racism. That's a level of idiocy. That's a level of of whatever you want to call it that you can train all day and night. That's not going to change. That has nothing to do with whether they were trained or not. That has okay. to do with a mindset so- and a mentality.
1: So now we have to address the the elephant in the room because while I agree in principle with what you're saying, when I say training, like training should be better, I mean, to your very point, there should be some type of test. There should be some type of psych evaluation that helps weed those people out. There there Mm -hmm. should be something that, that, that shows that there's a bias. Like, it makes no sense to me that the criminal justice system goes to such lengths just to pick a juror to make sure mm. they aren't biased but, <laughs> but cops can get a gun and a badge and we find out later that, that they have pictures with confederate flags that they have posted <laughs> with KKK masks or they've posted before that they, they, they're biased toward certain races you know, they, so that's my thing I think that there, there, there is something or should be more done I don't. I don't mean mm-hmm. training. Like you know, bring them back in and let them look at PowerPoint slides or something like that. But mm-hmm. the reason that I asked about the conviction thing is address the elephant in the room. Is it, what? What are your opinions on the opinion, the perspective that we aren't going to get what we want? This is not going to stop until we start policing our own community and cut down on the black-on-black violence, that they are linear and that they are connected and that they go hand-in-hand. And I'm asking mm. you first, Q, because you... you have a, a, a different perspective than 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 I think we have. But so I, I definitely want your, your perspective, because I think our perspective and ENMJ are going to be pretty much, like, echoed. But I think yours is going to be a little bit different.
2: Now, when you say policing our own community, what do you mean exactly? Either taking the
1: community back or just finding a way to cut down on the, quote-unquote, black-on-black violence. Because what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing on social media is people saying that, you know, we're upset with police and we want this done, we want that done, but none of that's Mm -hmm. going to change anything if we don't stop killing each other. And I know how I feel when I hear that but I want to know oh, how y- other folks see
2: But you mean like in terms of taking the law in your own hands no
1: not taking the law in our own hands but um that we 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 kill each other we we have bloods and cribs we have gangs we sell drugs for our own people we're we're devaluing our own community but we want everybody outside our community to value us hmm That's the argument. Instead of going to the police and instead of screaming, Black Lives Matter, why don't you take care of your own community? Because how are they gonna value our lives if we don't?
2: I mean I can I can understand why some people would say that, but the police their job is to protect and serve and it's like with anything, it's to protect and serve unbiased unopinionated meaning if you go through that training and your job as a police officer then if you see two crackheads fighting or one crackhead beating up another one it's your job you're a police officer you have to stop what's going on you can't have the well as two crackheads fighting I don't care because your job as a police officer is not to have a bias so you could be in a community where no one cares about each other at all. Your job is still to uphold the law in the proper way. So it's it still, it's always going to come down to that To They have a job to do and they're not doing it properly. It doesn't matter what the environment is or what's going on. I mean, there's, there's CEOs that work in a jail and their job is to be unbiased and to do their job and to work in that population they can't look at those people as animals and treat them like animals no matter but do what you they think,
1: do. think that, but do you think that we contribute to that and right now I'm just asking a question I'm not giving my opinion yet mm-hmm. but I think the question that I'm asking is do we contribute to the very fear that we believe that these untrained or even trained police officers have when they come into our community by the way our people conduct themselves we are not the most, um, I want to use the right words, because I don't want to make it sound like, you know, we, we bring this on ourselves. But we are not the most respectful to police in our community. We're not the most respectful to, uh, we, we don't do community policing. When, when cops come into the area, we're not speaking with them. We're not talking to them. We're afraid of the gangs. Um, we mm-hmm. allow gang activity to go on. We allow drugs to be sold in our community. Some people are allowed to be sold out of their homes. So even if, to your point, seals in prison, when they go in and know that they got to go to, you know, cell block B, and that's what the drug offenders are, and the majority of the drug offenders are, are brown, if they make a stereotype that, you know, okay, well, they must be from an urban area, they might be a blood or a crip, they might be violent, are we contributing to that by the way we conduct ourselves in our community?
2: Well, I mean, to a degree, I guess you could say you do, but there are white communities that have heavy drug use and drug problems. There's white gangs. There's white people that kill cops. There's there's the same things, and the media will always show you what they want you to see. And that's that's a whole other argument, but... Um, sure, in the black community There's drugs and there's poverty And there's a disrespect for the police But there's also that In the white communities Because not every white community is suburban And is rural and is nice They have the same problems That we have They have young, youngsters That are pregnant They have youngsters that sell drugs They have those same issues But you're not getting that same Exposure to that because it's not something that you see all the time on television and in videos and constantly pushed for you to see. So it is the same thing. But ours is to the forefront. So do we do it to a degree? Sure we do. But I think every community does. Okay. I think I that, agree. That's just my opinion there.
1: Oh, yeah definitely. That's what we're that's what we're putting out. Anybody listening again? Which is our opinion. My um, number is 347 237 5212. You can call in and, and, and give your opinion or join us in our chat room at well, slash the new soul cypher. Um, I'm going to give MJ a reprieve. I'm going to jump in before she gives her opinion. <laughs> I agree to a, an extent because I do believe that a small part of the problem is that whether we portray or the media portrays, there is a problem within our community. And we, we do need to do something about what goes on in our communities. It is because I, I do agree with you. It's not that it happens in our community; It doesn't happen in other communities. But we also can't act like what happens in our communities is not a lot graver What's going on in other communities? I don't know any any non-black communities like like Chicago, where every summer you know that the murder rate the the, the murder rate is going to be over two hundred in three months. You know, I don't I don't know any non-black communities where we keep tally of how many people die, or that every October you know there's going to be gang initiation a week, and and they're going to be shooting and and things of that nature. So. I I do think that there's a problem and that we we need to address that and I do think that I agree. it's connected. I think the media doesn't help, but I do think that there is a problem. I think that's part of the reason why police officers the minute they get out of a car for a traffic stop in a drug area or a known gang area already have the button on the holster flipped and ready because of these known issues. I am not saying that that is just cause or probable cause, because I also agree with you that I don't think that has anything to do with the response. Because um, as was said to me yesterday, when I posed this question to a classmate, before there were blood and crips, before we lost um, our streets and our communities to the youth, bodies were hanging from trees, and and, and the got dragged, and 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 these things. Been happening before we ever had turmoil within our own communities. We have had issues with the police. We have had issues with police family. We have had issues with you know um, losing our lives to bad apples. So I don't. I, another one of those things where I don't think that the two go hand in hand as much as they appear to. I think that you could solve the issue with police brutality or you can begin to take stride with police brutality and you can deal with the black black violence issue but I don't think you could say "Well, we don't need to deal with the cops or we don't need to do that because if we fix what's going on in the communities then they'll stop being afraid I don't think so because we didn't have problems in our communities they were still fearful of us you know, the bad apples, no matter what nationality they fall under, mm-hmm. so that's that's, that's kind of where where I stand on it, and I'm, I'm very much passionate about that, we're in the community a lot, you know, to this day I tell people that East Orange is home, and I will always be home, because that community did a lot for me you know, I am a, a product of my environment so I plan to go back and do things in my community to help get the streets back. But that's in acknowledging that there is an issue in our community and that there are things that we need to do in our community. It bothers me to know that there are three cities in New Jersey that annually are on top 20 lists for the worst cities in the country. So we can't act like this doesn't exist but to your point, and to the point we made about the training, they they, they in these cities that probably need the most policing. The wrong police officers are being put there. So I don't think that is equal, but it is twofold. And I think both issues have to be addressed. We need to take our community back. was One thing I think during the civil rights movement, they didn't have to necessarily deal with, because the Black Panthers were in the community where they... Were they a low, low radical, yes, but breakfast programs and getting people jobs, they were in the community. They were making sure that we didn't have these things going on in the community. But on the flip side, to your point, no matter what's going on in our community, at a traffic stop or if you're, if you're, you're called to a grocery store because someone allegedly has a gun, none of these preconceived notions or stereotypes that you believe is going on in a community or that you think that these people are are capable of of being in or doing justifies these results that we're getting. That is, I'm not saying that. I don't want to, to confuse, you know, what I'm saying. I'm definitely not saying that because there is an issue in the community. We somehow have brought this on ourselves. Definitely not saying that. But I am saying that I don't think that I just don't I think that we have to address both we have to acknowledge both I don't think that we can address one and not the other Hmm? MJ? I
0: I I am I feel as though that um, you play a big part in how people treat you. you 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 However, you give your give off yourself. However, you do anything, you play a big part in how they treat you. Does it make it fair that they treat you that way? Absolutely not. Does it mean? Does it make it okay that people that are in power uh, do these things? Absolutely not. But I do think that our community, um, and just like any other community, I just think that our community. Speaking of that, we we have these issues where fear scared or that is a fear put out already before people even get to um, before people even get to to come in. Like it's like as if someone says automatically based on based on what's being seen out here, I'm not gonna roll up in Jersey City because they just they just got shot or they shoot up on this block or whatever. whatever. So we give we give off that 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 aura or that situation. So I think that we do need to get a handle on our black-on-black black crime. I think we need to get a handle on a lot of the things that we go that we cause in our community. But in no way, shape, or form does that make it okay for authority figures or anyone to just be, you know, outright murdering. Killing
1: us. You can say it. Killing us.
0: Yeah. Outright murdering Yeah,
1: targeting us. So shout-out again to everybody that's listening. I, I did see a Jersey number call in, and um looks like they hung up. If you, want to, if you want to speak on air and express yourself, you know, call in, three four seven two three seven five two one two. Press the number one to alert us that you want to be live on the air, and we'll get you on. Shout-out again to everybody in the chat room, the names that I see. I see a lot of visitors, the names that I see behind the groove. Thank you for joining Boundless Vegan. And um, Sister Sweet, I want to talk about some of the – Comment I'm seeing here consistently, um, I think that it's double-edged. There are people that are going to prey on others in all communities. Police should fear them, as do the people in the communities. There are awful cops that come into our communities and prey on us. Uh, some of my earliest memories are of hearing of the police that were from TV, rape women in my community. There was no one to complain to. The question becomes how do we get rid of the bias uh, that exists in our communities, that experience this and the bias that exists in cops that buy into all of a certain group are dangerous and don't de- don't deserve the respect of living. And also, um, shout out to Jackie who's listening. Sent me a text. Uh, she said there needs to be a higher level of evaluation for the people who are hired in police departments to uphold the law than what we do for regular gun permit screenings. Um, and she agrees with Q, You have drugs, it's just like for the police in the affluent suburbs too. You just have you just have parents with better lawyers. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of lot of different opinions. I agree with MJ. MJ, do you recognize? Uh, I think this might be the caller you were talking about. The number I'm seeing is 201205. Check that on you. Is that the number for the caller that um, you were expecting to call in? And in the meantime, I was just... i um,
0: not sure.
1: No, but... um, give me... Well, yeah, you go ahead and check. Uh, me, and Q will, me and Q will talk a little bit. <laughs>
0: yes, that is. Cause, cause go right ahead. You it right it right All right, well, let me go ahead. Yes, Let's sir. go ahead
1: and, and get this caller on the line. It's a different perspective from um from one of our younger African-American millennials. Uh, Kayla, you on the line.
4: Oh, Hi. Hey, how okay. you doing? <laughs> um, Yeah, so Miranda, like, contacted me, and I've been, like, listening. And uh, I think everything that everybody is saying is uh, quite true. Um, I was also, I went to the rally in Newark um, yesterday, and it was very, very peaceful, and I think that was because there was a good amount of people, but it wasn't, and, like, over amount of people, if you get what I'm saying. Like, Atlanta, there was, like, crazy amount of people. In Newark, there was about, like, 350. And yet we still had police surrounding us. We still had disrespectful people around us. And yet we stayed peaceful the whole time. Um, As we were going through the protest, we had a lot of speakers. And it was very inspirational. We had people who lived in Newark who were talking about businesses and how African Americans put their money into these white businesses and that they, they don't put back into their communities and yet their communities are failing. And it's a problem. And I also see it as if not all cops are bad and people who think that is kind of a problem because you're just putting a target on everybody's back now. And I think that if... More people who had platforms, who are even celebrities, even officials, like, if they were going to their councilmen or going to their city spokesperson, like, things will start to change. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot of young people who don't know certain things. You you can't go and say, I have a problem with this, this, and this, and yet you don't know your councilman. You don't know who's representing your state. It's, it's the little things and you're not voting. I feel like black people need to inform yourselves before you can make change anyplace else. And I've seen a lot of things on social media where African Americans are getting upset with other African Americans it's not it's a problem but don't put them down don't be disrespectful to them because they don't know because they're not woke and yet we weren't woke all the time and somebody needs to wake them up so don't go around bashing african-americans who think differently than you do on the situations that's been happening over years they just aren't woke on situations and they need to be awakened and african-americans that is our place to go and change that
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: don't y'all get quiet on my girl Kayla don't y'all do it <laughs> I just want to break the tension a little bit just to break the monotony just, just a little bit
1: I'm just taking it <laughs> in don't y'all get I'm quiet on it, her I'm, listen, I'm just taking it in because you know I agree with everything that Kayla said I just think that and I'm glad that you know she called and and I'm glad you know we have the different ranges of people in the chat room and listening that that we have on because something that, that bothers me a lot is and I said this at the beginning of the show so I'll say it against anybody that missed it I think that there's a blanket response we all know what the right response is and the right thing to do is we all know what the right thing is to say I think depending on what generation you come from and unfortunately what decade you were born in it goes further or it stops Fortunately, I believe that my, our generation, the millennials, we think that we're doing enough by going out and protesting one time, posting a meme on, on social media, or, or posting mm-hmm. a really, really nice comment that gets a number of, of likes, or tweets, or snaps, or you know whatever the word is for Instagram. I feel like it stops, and it dies, because there's there's such a need for immediate satisfaction that... This thing, will linger for a little bit, but until it touches you directly, it, it, the drive is not there. I think for Generation X or the early 80s kids, it, 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 it means a little bit more and it's less about social media and more about sending letters to your, your councilmen and to, to the mayors and they're, they're out more. They care less about the job or whoever agrees with them. They're just out, you know, being being activist and forcing the change for everyone that's below, that's older, the Generation Xers, and the remaining Baby Boomers, that that have a closer remembrance of um, the '60s than we do. I feel like they not that I'm putting not that I'm putting Q-Man in, in that demographic, but to his point, it's more the Malcolm X thing. It's more we need physical action. We need physical response because all this, look at what all this talking is, is, is getting us because to his point we've been talking for a while we, we, were, we, were, we were talking in Sanford, we we were talking in, in Baltimore, Baltimore got a little physical but then that stopped and then we, we talked in New York and, and we definitely talked in Ferguson and it's not stopping so I just think because of the and I, I'm, I'm I'm just putting this out there when I hear Kayla's response. It's refreshing to hear that. It's refreshing to hear that she got out and, and went. Because I know a lot of people that have been blowing my timeline up. Ain't left their job. They ain't marched. They ain't been in no protest. They ain't been nowhere. They hit share. They added some people. They liked some stuff. They felt good about the fact that they, for a whole day or two, they posted some, some stuff about pro black, pro all lives. I absolutely have quit it. And went to bed. And woke up feeling good And then they saw what happened in Dallas You know so I'm just I guess, I guess I'm guess i kind of with Q At what point is it now Where it's, it's, it's more than just The talking You know shout out to my, my, my Very very close friend Donna Who is trying to get a group Of professionals together And I saw on Facebook that she went to her local NAACP Meeting This week you know, at what point is it going to, like, where do we do more? When do we really get together? When do we, or are we even thinking about that? Or are we still just a bunch of individuals that are just giving
3: opinions? That's a question.
1: Like, I want to hear y'all. Like, what what are we doing? I wasn't here. I wasn't here for the 60s. You know, I would have loved to have been here and been like, Malcolm X said we going to be at at, at, at the park in Harlem. And we, and we know we would've went. Even if you didn't go, you would have known five or ten people that were going. I feel like today if if our if our leader, whoever that is, said, you know, we're gonna be at we're gonna be at Oval, we're gonna be at, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Park, we're gonna be on the boulevard and we are gonna go march. How many of us are going? How many people are gonna be like, All right, I'm leaving my job and I'm going
2: to go march. A lot of people don't think it's going to help. We've been marching for years. That's part of the, the issue. These things don't seem to make much difference. And um, what? while, yeah, there's a lot of good cops, there are a lot of police that have a mentality where they look at us a certain way. And I think that's the issue that's not being addressed. I mean, there were two police officers in Memphis that got suspended today, with pay, of course, because they posted a Snapchat photo of a man pointing a gun at an emoji of a black man running. And these two Memphis cops were suspended with pay for that. I mean, they haven't killed anyone, and you wouldn't have known had they not got caught with the Snapchat, but it's a mentality that needs to change. And it's it's something that that's the mentality of a police officer that feels that way is not going to change with us marching. So we need to know what we're marching for or what we're meeting for. We need to have more uh, organization and more goals and more focus and, know specifically what we want because marching to say no no, no justice or we want no peace no. justice or whatever the case isn't gonna make the difference I don't think. And I mean again I don't have the answers but that that mentality of a lot of police officers is the is a, a major problem. I don't think the major problem is oh the black communities are all killing each other. I think the the major problem right now is the mentality that a lot of officers have towards black men. So I think that's, that's a, a major issue that's not being talked about and not being addressed. I mean, I had to sue the South Orange police department when I was 22 years old because a cop put his gun to my head, and told me he was going to kill me. Now, The way I speak now is the way I spoke when I was 22. So I wasn't a thug. I never have been a thug. But it's the mentality of the police officer that this is a black man. He's not about anything. And that's how they treat you more often than not. I'm not saying everyone. So, you know, that's what needs to be addressed, that whether they're these backwoods cops or whether they're a city cop or whatever the situation is it needs to be known that not every black man is a criminal not every black man is a thug and carrying a weapon and waiting to kill you and isn't about anything So, as, and, and as long as that mentality continues these things are going to continue
1: Kayla hmm? same, same. can you I- yeah, same question. Is it are we are we doing enough now? And do you do you do you believe that the, the the peaceful protests, the peaceful marching, the peaceful demonstrations, what we're doing currently on social media, the celebrity responses, without action that we've seen, is it enough, or is it simply going to be? what it's always been or it's a Q's point do we need to get more involved does this need to get a little bit more physical and maybe a little more aggressive
0: The I, I person, not even personally I think that first of all we need to um, we need to figure out what action we want to take as a community as a whole mm-hmm. because if we're saying okay we're going to protest we're going to protest okay what's going to come after the protest What's gonna come after that, because now it'll seem like we're all dark with no bite, and that's what it it seems like has been happening you know when when trayvon martin we were all we were outraged absolutely outraged but what what did we do in our communities other than protest mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you know we no really? one went out and did anything because i I'm pretty sure that there are people that have gone out and did things. But when are we going to start using those resources that we have? We have the NAACP. We have different organizations. It's, It's really time for our community to get out of this crabs in a barrel mentality and really start working with each other to put some action toward what's going on and actually try to make some sort of change. Because if I'm looking... At a, at a community, at all they're doing is talking. I'm gonna not, not going to take them seriously. But I let them talk right now. Let them have their protests. Let, let them have their rallies. It'll blow over in six months. It'll blow over. And I do think that our generation, as a millennial, we have the resources. It's just the simple fact that. We are in this mode of instant education. We do this right now. This is what's going to happen right now. You know, we need to start thinking long-term. What's going to happen long-term? As an African-American woman, it ain't just the African-American men that are being targeted. Sansa Bland, let's not forget about her. And I know that our African-American men are being targeted, but that doesn't take the, it doesn't take the heat off of me. And then future-wise, what happens when I have a son? And I got to now teach my son certain things just so that way he won't have to worry about a cop slamming him on the ground just because he's black. What happens to my nephew? What happens to my brother? What happens to my, my cousin? Like, what what we need to start thinking more future-wise. And, and, and it, how does that, how do we go about doing that? I do agree. We need to start coming together. Like you said, we need to start coming together and coming to these meetings and and doing things like we can't be all talk and no and no action anymore time is out for that but until we figure out what actions we're going to take we definitely still need to keep marching we definitely still need to keep educating ourselves on what's going on educating other people about what's going on
3: kayla
4: yeah sorry (laughs) i lost connection but I agree with everything that Miranda just said. I think that um, a lot of people don't really pay attention to the young people within their community, but they hold a lot of juice of what is going on and a lot of say. Um, I feel like if the educated younger people and let them know hey, this is what you need to do, hey, your vote counts, hey, you knowing who is official in the government you knowing this you knowing that is important i feel like even though it's very important because i know like people my mother's age are very very passionate about this whole topic and they have every single right to be there are younger people who are just about it for the moment and i feel like that's how we are we're about it we're all they're like passionate like quick like you act fast and yet We're not like the older people who move slow or meditate and think about it. We act fast and then we forget about things. So I think we need to keep bringing it back to younger people. Like, you need to know this, you need to know that. Because this is going to continue to happen. And at some point in time, I'm going to be 43 and there's going to be another... Eric Gardner and another Sandra Bland and it's going to be still a problem that's ongoing unless we educate each other and let each other know you have rights of who is in the office, who are pushing these bills, who are pushing gun laws like just letting younger people know I honestly think you need to start with younger people and then work your way up
1: I absolutely agree, you know Q I looked up recently that as of last month there are more millennials in this country, or well, actually on the planet, than any other generation. We have surpassed the baby boomers. Wow.
0: Yeah, I... of us.
1: And we're the ones that, you know, to MJ's point, to Kayla's point, to my point, we outnumber everyone else. Yet we're the ones that we don't expect to keep the ball rolling. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I just took a look down too. Uh, we have five minutes left in the show. Let me thank everybody that um well before we do that, parting shots. Kayla, thank you. For calling You're
3: welcome.
1: We appreciate it. You're I appreciate being you that called and giving us um perspective and not politically correct answers and being brave enough to talk about your own generation.
0: No problem.
1: Thanks, Kayla. I
0: appreciate you, you, girl.
1: Thank you. Yeah, have a good night, guy.
0: You too. (laughs) All
1: right, parting shots, guys. Ladies first. Miranda, last last thoughts on today's topic.
0: Um, really quick last thoughts on today's topic um i'm i I just wish that uh just touching on what we just said last, I wish that my generation would just actually stop being so instant gratification and think forward, think about our children, think about our grandchildren because somebody had to think about it for us if it weren't for. Martin Luther King or Malcolm X and those people back then thinking of the future generation those movements those revolutions those things wouldn't have happened actions wouldn't have been taking place Um, I I understand that we don't obviously with with no with no action there will be no change we have to take action we have to be the change that we want to see not for us but for my son for my daughter for my granddaughter for my grandson for my future husband, for my siblings, for my nieces, for my nephews, and for myself. Keep the conversation going, and don't let it just be a conversation piece, but keep the conversation going, but let's add some action to it. That's all I got to say.
2: if you. If you hit somebody in the head every day, you can't keep telling them to peacefully be nice because eventually they're going to hit you in the head and I'm not saying that that's right by any means but you can't keep kicking a person a place a community anything over and over and over and then want them to be good little people and smile and just be okay with that so uh, I guess that's all I have to say about
1: that that's cool. Save your energy, cause you 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 know you got you got to close the show. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I think Say years growing up, every February we we had to write a a paper, we had to memorize a speech, we listened to someone have a dream, that we listened to getting things done by any means necessary. We, we we listened to stories about women who wouldn't give up a seat. We listened to stories about the boycotts. Most recently, we watched Selma. We watched the butler. We watched the help. We have seen and we can recite the stories back about the people who had the strength to do amazing things. Before them, the Harriet Tubman's and the Nat Turner's we have heard millions of stories about what is in our bloodline, what is in our ancestry. Those that stood up, those that did more than those that did more than just talk. I say all of that to say that we dreamed and we talked about what we would have done if we were there we were in the 60s, and we were a part of that movement, you know, would we have marched? Would we have had something to say? Would we have been a part of the movement? And it saddens me to think that I have no faith that right now, at the precipice of what should be the next movement, I don't trust that the dreams that we've had and the hope that we instilled in ourselves for if we would have been, if they, you know, in that time period, we would have done. We're gonna do now because to MJ's point, we don't think about the future. We don't think about tomorrow. We're too busy trying to pay ourselves home today so that we can post. We're too busy worried about you no know, shade anybody that might take it this way. We're too worried about gas and our car. We're too worried about car notes. We're too worried about. A lot of things A lot of luxuries A lot of things That we can live without A lot of things That some of us May not be old enough To remember A time when we didn't have it So we don't do We're a little overprivileged In that sense And I hope that Someone proves me wrong I hope that One day When we think about Those speeches when we think about those people we don't think about them turning over in their grave. When we think that maybe they would wish that they were still here to work with us and uh I think I'm I'm good on that so Q you can get us out of here
2: wow alright well it's 532 <laughs> <laughs> Team Edge and MJ and myself, we will be back again next week on another nice summer day where we will try to do better. Make sure you tune in. Have a good week, and we are out of here.
1: Good night, everybody. Say something, MJ.
0: Bye. <laughs>